seems like it's uh, much more with the times in terms of what borrowers are looking like and the complex nature of lending over the last several years. Welcome to Actualizing Success. In this podcast series, our in-house advisors discuss today's finance and technology topics with an emphasis on solutions that embrace tomorrow. Today's podcast is with Denise Raval of Fannie Mae and Tom Sitzler of Actualized Consulting. And today we'll be talking about the culmination of the GSE's five-year effort to redesign the Form 1003 Residential Loan Application, also known as ERLA, um, and the creation of the corresponding data standard um, for the loan application, um, as we would refer to as a MISMO 3-4 file. Uh, we'll also get into a little bit of a conversation towards the end about how Actualize participated in this and, and what you can do if you need help and support. So, um, Tom and Denise, thanks for joining us today. Let's, let's just start off with Denise. You could just tell us a little bit about yourself and the project. That would be great. And then we'll, we'll talk to Tom. Sounds good. I'm Denise Raval. I'm a manager in Fannie Mae's Single Family Digital Products Division. And I've been focused on the implementation and development of the redesigned URLA and corresponding data set. I have over 20 years of experience in driving complex, large-scale strategic projects from concept to implementation. And Tom, we, we know you here at Actualize, but the world doesn't. So Tom, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Matt. Uh, I'm Tom Sitzler. I'm a senior manager at Actualized Consulting. I've been with the company for about 11 years now, and I have over 30 years experience in single family and multifamily uh, origination, underwriting, servicing, system development. And I've been working with Denise on the redesign form 1003. Um, so why don't I just uh, give a, a high-level overview of the initiative. It's um, part of the Uniform Mortgage Data Program, which was established by the GSEs, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, at the direction of the Federal Housing Finance Agency back in 2010. And the program is focused on improving the data quality in the loan manufacturing process through the adoption of data standards, such as the Uniform Loan Delivery Data Project and the Uniform Closing Data Set. Actualize has provided assistance on both of these projects as well. Denise, so our listeners are aware, what components make up the Redesign Loan Application Initiative? There are three components that make up the Redesign Loan Application Initiative. The first is the redesigned Form 1003, or URLA. The form had not changed in over 20 years, and the GSEs updated it to make it easier for a borrower to complete the loan application and includes information that is more relevant and useful to lenders. The form includes updates from the GSEs as well as other government agencies. The second component is the ULAD. We created a uniform loan application data set mapping document that provides a cross-reference for every field on the redesigned form to an equivalent data point in the MISMO 3.4 reference model. And the third component is the DU spec for Fannie Mae's automated underwriting system, which is desktop underwriter. 
Each GSE published an updated specification that is based upon the MISMO 3.4 data standard. The DU spec contains the technical requirements for how to create a new loan application submission file based on the redesigned form. The spec includes the information from the form and Fannie Mae specific data requirements, including the conditionality, as well as all of the details that are needed from an underwriting and implementation perspective. All organizations that are integrated to DU will need to update their loan application submission files based upon the DU spec. As you may know, DU currently supports the MISMO 231 and the 32 flat file. These versions will no longer be supported by Fannie Mae when these specifications are retired in 2022. With this initiative, Fannie Mae is not prescribing how lenders and vendors collect information for a loan. Lenders should continue to collect the data they need for a loan application in any way that suits their processes and brings value to their customer experience. And as it is today, the form is not part of the loan application submission file to DU, However, it must continue to be in the loan file for any post-purchase or QC review. Hey, Denise, um, just wanted to check in. You know, it, it's been such a long project, and I know there were some fits and starts, but finally got over the finish line. How's it been going? I think we went live a week ago. Could you just give us a little bit of an update on that? Sure, Matt. Um, as you may know, it was a week ago on March 1 uh, was the mandate when all lenders are required to submit their loan application submission files to DU's production environment based on the updated specification and use the redesigned form for all new loan applications received on or after March 1. The rollout has been going surprisingly well, considering this is such a significant change to the industry. And what are a few things for lenders to keep in mind? A few things for lenders to remember is any loan application that was started prior to March 1 can continue to use the legacy form and legacy file format. Any loan that starts on or after March 1 must use the redesigned form and the MISMO 3.4 loan application submission files. The GSEs do not have any requirements for how a lender determines the loan application start date. However, the expectation is that the lender will be consistent with how they determine and define the start. To accommodate those loans that are started in a legacy format prior to March 1, but not submitted to DU by that date, DU will not return an out-of-scope message on new loans submitted in the legacy format until May 1 of 2021. We anticipate that the industry will submit these applications started in the legacy formats to DU by May 1. Effective May 1, any new loan submitted using legacy formats will no longer be accepted and will receive an out-of-scope recommendation on loan files submitted to DU using legacy formats with the case file create date on or after May 1. March 1 of 2022 is the retirement date when the legacy form 
and legacy loan application submission files, regardless of when they were started, will no longer be accepted. The implementation timeline is available on Fannie Mae's URLA webpage. Wow, that was a lot. Um, and I, I know that things have been going pretty smoothly, but I know that there's some folks that are still having a little bit of trouble um, getting over the finish line and, and working long hours. So, you know, what, what would you recommend if there are lenders or vendors that are still having trouble with their implementation? Sure. If, if folks are having trouble, I think uh, the first line of defense is they should be contacting their vendor first. The GSEs can help the vendor through their transition, but lenders really need to contact their vendor first. If you have a specific question about DU production, you should call the DU helpline, and that's the 1-800-2-FANNY, or if they have questions about how to complete the form, they can use our ULAD mailbox, which is ULAD, U-L-A-D, at FannieMae.com. Even though we've already started um, implementing the redesigned form, there are a few things that lenders should be focusing on for their implementation. Review the updated instructions that we have on our webpage with your front office to ensure they have a clear understanding of what the expectation is of every field on the form. Uh, they should be, everyone should be in the process of updating um, all of your documentation, your policies, your procedures, uh, your processes, and ensure your loan officers um, have been trained so they understand what the expectation is and that they are ready to support um, the new form and data. Uh, you need to be working closely with your technology solution providers to test the implementation of your updated loan origination system to ensure that the mapping is correct. Well, thanks, Denise. Um, very important information there. Um, but I guess let's go back to the beginning. I mean, we, we started talking about um, URLA a really long time ago. Why did Fannie um, get involved in this to begin with? And, you know, from, from the beginning until where we are now, what do you, what do you, view as the key benefits to the new um, application and file format? There are many benefits for doing this project. I think starting from a lender's perspective, uh, the first is uh, it's more relevant since it features new and updated information reflecting both GSE and other government agency policy and industry changes. Uh, we've removed information that's no longer used to qualify the borrower, such as automobile, make and year, and borrower's years of school. Um, it's easier to use. There's a flexible form design that acknowledges that not all loan applications are the same. It displays information in an easier to read and complete format. And it includes standard terms and definitions to promote a common understanding. From a borrower perspective, um, it was easier for the borrower to complete and review. Uh, we conducted usability across the country and the ease of use scores that came from the usability testing were twice that of the legacy form. Uh, the form improves uh, form navigation, and it clearly shows the borrower the information that's used to qualify a loan. 
It simplifies the loan application process since it separates the borrower-provided information from the lender-provided information. It was easier for the borrowers to complete the form with minimal lender intervention. And the fact that there's a one borrower focus, it grants greater privacy when you have multiple borrowers since each borrower has their own form to complete. Have you gotten any comments from the lenders or borrowers who have tested the form? Um, a lender comment was they, they actually found the format to be uh, readable, usable, and easier to review. And they really liked the single uh, borrower application format that really reduces the chance of missing or inaccurate information. And a comment from the borrower testing was that they made fewer mistakes and they actually were surprised that it took less time to complete the form than they expected. You know, and that's all good news um, from both sides. I was just curious, though, um, what are some of the specific changes that occurred in comparing the old application to the new URLA? The redesigned URLA is made up of five components, borrower information, lender loan information, continuation sheet, additional borrower information, and unmarried borrower addendum. Every loan will include the borrower information and the lender loan information component. The other components are used as needed depending on the borrowers and the format chosen. The continuation sheet is used for state-specific information, disclosures, or when additional space is needed. The additional borrower is used if there's a second borrower and they combine their financial information on one form. There is no longer a borrower and co-borrower. Every borrower is treated equally. Lenders have the option to use the unmarried addendum if the borrower selects unmarried under the marital status in the borrower information component to collect additional details which may be necessary to assess the impact of state law on property rights or the creditworthiness of the borrower. The redesigned form is also available in five languages, Spanish, Korean, Vietnamese, Tagalog, and traditional Chinese. Can you give an overview of some of the key features of the form? Some key features of the form are the one borrower form design, when you take a look at it, you'll see the form no longer has the double columns. And as I mentioned, each borrower has their own form, whether it's the borrower or additional borrower. When you look at the form, you'll see it has a similar look and feel as the loan estimate and closing disclosure to identify the form as a mortgage document. We hired the same forms design firm that was used to create the loan estimate and closing disclosure. And instructions on the form for the most likely choices for asset, liability, and income types are included on the form to eliminate non-standard responses to help the borrower understand what information is expected. Matt, the GSE has also added several completely new sections on the redesign form as well in Section 4. The three sections they cover are other new mortgages loan on the property you are buying or financing. This captures subordinate liens on the subject property that are concurrently being financed with your first mortgage. Um, there's also a rental income on the property you want to purchase, which is basically for when you have a purchase transaction. 
This captures the expected monthly rental income on the subject property, makes it easier for borrowers uh, to capture rental income. There's also a new section on 4D gifts and grants you have been given or received for this loan. It's a separate section to identify gifts and grants and includes a list of possible sources and the ability to denote whether or not the gift and grants already been deposited or not deposited into their checking accounts. Um, many sections don't have a, a new, new indicator called does not apply. It's a checkbox for borrowers to note that this section does not apply to their application so that the lender knows the section was intentionally left blank. And if there's more than one borrower and it's convenient for borrowers to have shared liabilities and assets, as needs mentioned earlier, an additional borrower form can be used to avoid the need for providing duplicate information or filling out two complete borrower forms. Each additional borrower must complete their own sections, which is the borrower information, section one, a declaration section, which is five, section five, uh, military information, demographic information, and loan originator information. Uh, the additional borrower indicates the his or her assets, liabilities, and real estate, loan and property information, and acknowledges their own signature on the borrower form by completing these sections. Some of the form differences between the old form and the new form is it's like, as Denise mentioned, easier to read. It's easier to enter information. There's larger font, more white space. We have better instructions. Uh, and there's clarity on multiple borrowers and additional contact information. But you can now put in your cell phone and your email on the form. So yeah, it's, it's gotten much better. Seems like it's uh, much more with the times in terms of what borrowers are looking like and the complex nature of lending over the last several years. Um, what You know, at the end of the day, I mean, there was a ton of work put into this and, and we did just launch. But are there any lessons learned that uh, either of you can share for the audience? Sure. Um, one recommendation is to reach out to the ULAD team, whether that's the Fannie Mae ULAD team or the Freddie Mac ULAD team. Uh, another recommendation is to obtain the MISMO 3.4 format documentation early on in the process to understand the requirements. Um, there are new and modified fields that may impact numerous vendor interfaces and downstream systems. So allow enough time to address any unforeseen impacts. And as you probably know very well, uh, the form is used by multiple lines of business, not just origination. So you, uh, it's important to work through um, the engagement to understand the impacts through the entire loan life cycle. And all of your or origination service providers, whether that's MI, appraisal, flood, title, uh, document providers, your trading partners and investors, everyone needs to be ready to use the redesign form together um, as, along with the data. Thanks, Denise. You know, just a few things that I wanted to note about Actualize as well as, and I think it was alluded to, but we've been we've been involved in the creation of all of this from the very beginning as well as partners with Fannie Mae, as well as our work as um, as industry volunteers within MISMO. Um, so so we've got we've got a lot of expertise on it. And you know, if there are any any folks out there that um, have taken a look at everything Denise and Tom have talked about and they still need help, we certainly can help you. Um, with your mortgage data and MISMO efforts, um, and specifically on 
on URLA and ULAD. And just a plug as well, I mean, you can take a look at our website and read about what we do in the MISMO space, but also our product, TransformX, which is the smart MISMO, MISMO translator has the ability for folks to communicate back and forth between their systems and MISMO and very specifically can read in and, and create um, the new data set. So, you know, just in closing, one more time so that people have heard it loud and clear, um, you know, where, what are the FANI supporting resources and where can they be found? Sure. The technical resources are located on the Fannie Mae Technology Integration webpage. The DU specification leverages the MISMO 3.4 reference model, and the spec has the technical requirements for how to create a loan application submission file based on the redesigned form. It contains the conditionality, cardinality, implementation notes, and other business information for implementing the redesign form in DU. The DU spec, along with other supporting information, including the implementation guide and test case suite, can be found on the technology integration webpage. And there is a link to the technology integration webpage from the URLA webpage, so you should have no trouble finding it. Uh, we continue to provide ongoing support and collaboration with industry. There are several ways for folks to collaborate with the GSEs. Uh, one of the ways is to join our uh, joint GSE advisory group. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in joining, simply write an email to our ULAD mailbox. And um, as a reminder, we update our joint and Fannie Mae supporting documents based upon your feedback. So I would invite you to regularly check our materials. And last but not least, I wanna thank uh, the Actualize team again for giving us the opportunity to be part of today's podcast. Denise, of course, and we wanna thank you um, as well. And Tom, um, this was really interesting information. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Actualizing Success. Make sure to visit us online at www.actualizeconsulting.com where you can explore our service offerings. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred platform. If you've enjoyed what we talked about today, please consider leaving a review and following us on LinkedIn. Please send us a note at podcast at actualizeconsulting.com. We look forward to hearing from you.